Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, we're going to talk about my favorite division in football, the NFC West. And we're also going to continue talking some more Seattle Mariners baseball as well. And with the MLB trade deadline coming up today, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, first, I'm going to start off by talking about the NFC West. First, we'll start off by talking about my favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks. A really interesting team uh, going into this season. Uh, not a lot of people have a lot of high expectations for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I believe uh, PFF rankings have them rated as the 29th ranked football team overall. Um, so uh, with that being said, you know, I do think that um, there's a big uh, possibility for the Seahawks to surprise some people. Um, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, um, prove the doubters wrong. Uh, so, so that's what I'm hoping for uh, with this team. Um, you know, realistically, uh, they are going to have their work cut out for them. This is a very good division, uh, but we'll see what happens. Looking at uh, the Seahawks team, um, the quarterback competition is always going to be interesting to keep an eye on this season um, throughout training camp between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Uh, we'll see who ends up winning that battle. Um, big opportunity for Drew Locke um, with a, a new a scenery um, in Seattle. A big opportunity for him to get a fresh start and uh, compete to win the starting job. Um, I do believe he has a little bit more of an upside than Geno Smith. Uh, but on the other hand, Geno Smith has been in the system for a while. He knows this offense. Um, he does have some chemistry um, with this offense um, starting about uh, four games last season in place of Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, he does have an advantage there. So we'll see uh, who ends up winning this quarterback competition. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting uh, looking at, um, you know, the receivers. Of course, DK Metcalf uh, signing that big uh, contract extension. Um, a, a three-year extension worth $73 million, uh, $58.2 million guaranteed, and a $30 million signing bonus, the largest signing bonus ever given to a wide receiver in NFL history. So congratulations to DK Metcalf. Uh, hopefully this is going to be worth it for the Seahawks in the long run. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, DK Metcalf uh, has very – has been very productive for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and I do expect him uh, to continue to be productive in this offense. Of course, Tyler Lockett is going to continue uh, to be very good as well. Um, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see who is going to be that big uh, third weapon for Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Uh, can it be Marquise Goodwin when he is healthy? Uh, he has shown that he has a lot of speed um, and you know he can be a very good a wide receiver as well. Um, will it be Freddie Swain, who's been in the system for a while um, and has really, you know, played well at times? Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of good weapons um, on this team. And, of course, uh, Noah Fant and Will Disley at tight end. Uh, that's going to be a really good combination. And I'm really looking at the Seattle Seahawks running game. Um, you know, unfortunately, Chris Carson... 
Uh, he ended up uh, having to retire, um, not being able to recover from a neck injury. Uh, best of luck to Chris Carson moving forward. Um, um, and I'm happy to see that uh, he was able to um, get released by the Seahawks and collect uh, his millions. Uh, so very good for Chris Carson, but best of luck to him moving forward. Uh, but you look at uh, the current running backs on our roster, uh, Rashad Penny. I do expect him to be the starter, it uh, looks like, moving forward. Um, if he can stay healthy and, and be durable, um, you know, we have seen in small sample sizes that he can be very effective. Um, and, uh, you know, really excited to see what Evan Walker brings to the table. Uh, Seahawks second round draft pick, uh, who is very productive uh, running the football. Um, in college, uh, he scored 18 touchdowns last season. So I do expect him to be a big part of this offense as well. And of course we still have DJ Dallas and, um, Travis Homer as well. Um, so, you know, we'll see, uh, what this offense looks like overall, but I do expect the running game to be a big part of this offense. Um, you know, I think we're going to to get back to, uh, you know, the old style of, of, uh, Seahawks offense. Um, when the Seahawks were on, um, that Super Bowl run where they were really running the football uh, very well. And I think that's what this offense is, is going to look like uh, going into this season. And defensively, we are going to be running a different scheme this year. So uh, we'll see what that looks like. But I really expect guys like um, uh, Jamal Adams and uh, Quandre Diggs um, and uh, Jordan Brooks uh, to really step up and be leaders of this defense. And, uh, can't wait to see what Daryl Taylor can do this season as well. He did a really good job of getting after the quarterback last year. I expect that to continue going into this season. Um, so, you know, interesting team. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But like I said, it's going to be a, a tough um, uphill battle uh, to, to climb uh, in this NFC West division. Uh, so now I want to talk a little bit about Last year's AFC West champions and Super Bowl champions, the L.A. Rams. Um, we know that this team is still loaded, uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, really interested to see uh, what Matthew Stafford can do um, in another year in this offense uh, with the L.A. Rams, going into his second season with the L.A. Rams, and, of course, uh, leading them to a Super Bowl last year. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford. Very good quarterback. Uh, he's got a cannon for an arm. He's got some good weapons around him. I really like the addition of Allen Robinson um, to this Rams offense. I think that's going to be huge. Um, you know, of course, uh, they still have uh, Cooper Cup, who won the triple uh, triple crown uh, last season. Um, and uh, when Robert Woods comes back healthy, um, you know, that's going to be a good weapon for them as well. Their running game, um, you know, uh, with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, uh, that's going to be really good. And we know that their defense is going to be solid again as well um, with, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey uh, leading that secondary and Aaron Donald, um, you know, uh, being uh, the big force that he is on that defensive line. And uh, with the addition of Bobby Wagner, um, you know, um, after being released by the Seattle Seahawks, uh, going to 
their division rival, the LA Rams. He's going to be uh, very good um, as a linebacker um, for the Rams as well. He's a tackling machine. We all know that. And unfortunately, we're going to have to face that twice a year. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this Rams team is just stacked um, everywhere. And uh, I would not be surprised if they run it back and uh, get back to the Super Bowl again this season. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, that's another interesting team as well. We now know that Trey Lance is going to be their starting quarterback moving forward. That was already made official by Kyle Shanahan. A uh, very small sample size from Trey Lance. Um, just a one and one record as a starter last season. Um, but, uh, you know, the skill set is definitely there. Uh, he can really uh, run the football very well. He's got a cannon for an arm. And he's got, of course, some really good weapons to distribute the football to. Uh, with Debo Samuel signing that contract extension worth about $73.5 million. He gets about $58.1 million guaranteed. So a little bit more money overall than DK Metcalf. Um, but a little bit less guaranteed money. Uh, but uh, Debo Samuel can also um, get a little bit more money if he reaches um, some incentives that the 49ers have for him uh, with um, their uh, rushing yards as well. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with Debo Samuel. But, of course, uh, him and Trey Lance are really going to be um, a strong connection for the 49ers this season. Um, you have Brandon Ayuk there as well. Uh, him and Trey Lance are off to a really good start. And then George Kittle, um, very solid. One of the best tight ends in the game. Um, and you look at the 49ers running game uh, with um, Elijah Mitchell, um, you know, Trey Sermon. Um, you know, they're probably going to have a few surprises in there um, in that 49ers running game that I just don't know about uh, yet. But, um, you know, this is going to be a solid team. Defensively, they are stacked. Uh, led by Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. Um, and, uh, you know, um, just so many good players on this 49ers defense. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to be tough to beat uh, this season as well. Um, but, you know, we'll see how Trey Lance does as the full-time starter now going into his second NFL season. Um, and we'll see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. I know the 49ers are really looking to trade him to try and get some sort of package. Um, we'll see if they end up trading him or cutting him. Um, but, um, you know, that is definitely something interesting uh, to keep an eye on uh, moving forward as well. Um, so, you know, this 49ers team is going to be tough to beat. And then you have the Arizona Cardinals, another interesting team, uh, a team that really gets off to uh, going back to the last two seasons. They got off to really good starts in the first half of the season and then really cooled off in the second half. Um, you know, uh, last season, uh, they barely were able uh, to make their way into the playoffs. They went one and done in the playoffs last season. Um, but with the uh, Cardinals signing Kyler Murray to that big contract, five-year extension uh, worth $230.5 million uh, with the uh, um, an average a salary of about $46.1 million per year. Um, the Cardinals are expecting some big things out of Kyler Murray. 
Um, so, you know, we'll see how he um, performs after this big contract. Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people were talking about uh, this little homework clause that they called it uh, that was put originally put in um, Kyler Murray's contract. It ended up being taken out after it um, proved to be a distraction. Um, you know, the media was all over this. And uh, I definitely feel that this was something that Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, um, you know, were, were kind of hoping um, that, you know, nobody was going to catch up on that. And they were probably kind of hoping that this wasn't going to go public. Uh, but it did. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it honestly kind of made Kyler Murray look a little bit bad. I know that every everyone prepares differently um, for a game. I understand that. Um, but, you know, when you perform well um, in high school and in college like Kyler Murray did, there's a lot of expectations uh, when you get to the NFL. And, um, you know, it really looked bad. Um and it really looked like Kyler Murray wasn't a guy who who um, really studied a lot of film. That may or may not be the case. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as, as Kyler Murray is concerned, I do think that studying film will only make him better. Um, and, uh, you know, you look at his his high school and college accolades, 33-0 uh, and 0 in high school, three-time state champion, um, Heisman Trophy winner in college, um, the uh, number one overall draft pick um, for the Arizona Cardinals. And he was also drafted in the first round in baseball as well. Um, you know, first guy ever uh, to do that. And that that's all, you know, great and all. But, um, you know, unless you're winning consistently in the NFL, um, you know, that's all people care about from, from here on out. Um, and Kyler Murray needs uh, to win in the playoffs, especially if he's going to be making this kind of money. Um, he is now the second highest paid quarterback annually um, overall um, behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, you know, high expectations for Kyler Murray. And uh, we'll see if he can uh, live up to the expectations. It is definitely going to be tough for the Arizona Cardinals early on without DeAndre Hopkins. He's suspended for six games. They are trying to get that reduced. We'll see how that goes. Um, suspended for uh, PED use. Um, that happened a long time ago. So just kind of refreshing you guys on that. Um, I like the addition of uh, Marquise Brown uh, to that offense as well. He played with Kyler Murray in college. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a good weapon. He's really going to have to fill in uh, for uh, DeAndre Hopkins and with Christian Kirk now with the Jaguars as well. Um, so a lot is going to be on the plate of Marquise Hollywood Brown um, early on this season. Um, their running back situation, I know they have James Conner. Um, you know, he's going to be very good for them, but uh, who else is going to step up and help out James Conner in that running game? Um, you know, defensively, what is that defense going to look like? Chandler Jones is gone. He's with the Raiders now. Um, who's going to be that that ultimate pass rusher for the Arizona Cardinals? Um, you know, I know they have Buda Baker in the secondary. Uh, he's going to be solid. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is going to be a very good, versatile linebacker who can do a lot of things for the Cardinals as well. Um, 
So, you know, we'll see what happens um, with this team. J.J. Watt really needs to stay healthy for the Arizona Cardinals defense as well. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see how this all works out for all of these teams in the NFC West. Um, but I do think that the Rams uh, will repeat as division champions. Uh, they look like the best team on paper. They look like the most complete team in the NFC West. So. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Again, I'm hoping that my Seattle Seahawks could surprise some people um, and, uh, you know, really prove some people wrong. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, so that's my thoughts on the NFC West. Um, <clears throat> now I want to talk a little Mariners baseball. I want to talk about this Mariners Astros series. I also want to um, talk a little bit about uh, this uh, Mariner Yankee series that's already underway. Uh, game one is already in the books. Um, so, you know, we'll talk about that big series as well. Um, Mariner Astros series, uh, game one, Logan Gilbert on the mound for the Mariners going up against uh, Jose Urquidy. Um, and, uh, you know, right away, uh, the Astros, uh, they get on the board first. Alex Bregman hits a two-run home run to give the Astros an early 2 to nothing lead. But then the Mariners eventually answer back with a couple of runs of their own. Ty France hits a sacrifice fly to put a run on the board. And then Carlos Santana uh, grounds out uh, with the bases loaded. Uh, the Mariners were able to put two runs across to tie the game up at 2-2. Two to two. But this was the Alex Bregman show. He hits an RBI double late in the ballgame off of Andres Munoz to give the Astros a 3-2 to two lead. And then he scores on a wild pitch to extend the Astros' lead to 4-2. to two. And the Astros go on to win game one, final score of 4-2. to two. Mariners 0 for 6 in that game with runners in scoring position. Astros 2 for 6 with runners in scoring position. So that was the big difference in that ball game as the Astros take game one. Game two, this one was ugly. Um, Robbie Ray on the mound for the Mariners uh, going up against... Um, Justin Verlander and uh, Justin Verlander dominated in this game, only gave up one run um, over about seven innings pitched. Uh, I believe he pitched about six and two thirds. Uh, might have finished seven. Not, uh, don't really remember a hundred percent to be honest with you. Uh, but you know, he was very effective. Only gave up one run on an RBI double. That's a Julio Rodriguez. Uh, but the Mariners basically got crushed in this game. Astros put up 11 runs. Another big game um, for Alex Bregman. He drives in another three runs. Aledmus Diaz hits two home runs. Uh, he ends up driving in three runs as well. Um, uh, Mauricio Dubon hits a two-run home run in this game. Astros eventually add on a few more runs as well. Rough short outing again for Robbie Ray against the Astros. He was not able to. Uh, to get out of the fourth inning um, in this ball game, and um, Astros um, end up putting four runs on the board early off of Robbie Ray. They fouled off a lot of pitches, um, and um, <clears throat> he just uh, uh, really uh, struggled against Astros um, in this ball game. He walked four batters, which is uncharacteristic of Robbie Ray, and uh, the Astros uh, ran away with this game. Final score of 11 to 1 uh, but a little bit of good news for the Mariners um 
towards the end of game two of that series, they did pick up another starting pitcher. That was something that the Mariners were really uh, looking to add before the trade deadline. They added Luis Castillo, a very good starting pitcher, uh, coming over from the Cincinnati Reds, top of the rotation ace type of pitcher. And um, I think he's going to pitch very well in T-Mobile Park. He's locked up for this season and for next season as well. Uh, But the Mariners, unfortunately, they did have to give up um, some very good prospects in return. Uh, They gave up Noel V. Marte, their number one prospect overall. Really good shortstop, but with J.P. Crawford locked up as the Mariners shortstop for a long time now. um, You know, I guess this, this really made sense. Uh, but they also gave up another shortstop, a really good prospect as well, um, in uh, Edwin Arroyo. They also gave up a couple of uh, minor league pitchers uh, in uh, Levi Stout and Andrew Moore. Very good prospects. Uh, three of the Mariners' top five prospects were given up um, in this trade. Uh, but like I said, um, you know, to get a top-of-the-line ace starting pitcher, uh, they're not just going to give that away. So, um, you know, Mariners had to make this move uh, to bolster their starting rotation and uh, really to help out uh, limiting uh, the innings of George Kirby and, uh, you know, Logan Gilbert a little bit as well. Um, so, um, you know, good move. And uh, hopefully this works out for the Mariners. Uh, game three, uh, this was a very low-scoring game. George Kirby on the mound for the Mariners. Um, he uh, was going up against uh, Jake Odorizzi, um, and uh, Jake Odorizzi pitched very well. Uh, he pitched uh, seven uh, innings um, and uh, pitched seven scoreless innings in this ball game. Uh, the Astros jumped out to an early two to nothing lead right away in the first inning. George Kirby threw a lot of pitches. Um, and uh, with him being on a limited pitch count, um, he was only able to get through four innings, but really settled down after the rough first inning, and uh, he was able to get through um, four innings of work. Um, but, uh, you know, the Mariners struggled offensively early on until the eighth inning. Jesse Winker comes through with a two-run home run to tie the game up at 2-2, two to two, his ninth home run of the season. Um uh, but then um, the Astros end up winning this game in extra innings. Um, Jordan Alvarez hits a walk-off base hit, and the Astros uh, win the game final score of 3-2. to two. Um, Unfortunately, also for the Mariners, uh, in Game 2 of this series, um, Julio Rodriguez uh, was um, injured. Uh, he got a hit on the wrist. Um, he swung out a pitch, and... Uh, it hit him in the wrist uh, very late in that ball game. Um, uh, actually, that happened in Game Three in the Mariners' five to four win. Uh, Mariners um, end up uh, winning uh, that game uh, in Game Three. They lose in Game Four. My bad. It was a four-game series. Um, but uh, you know, uh, Game Three, um, you know, Mariners. We're able to win that game, final score of 5-4, to four, but Julio Rodriguez uh, was uh, injured um, in that game. Um, Abraham Toro comes through with a big uh, two-run single uh, to get the Mariners a win. Um, and uh, also, uh, 
Eugenio Suarez and uh, Adam Frazier um, and uh, um, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, J.P. Crawford. Uh, they also uh, drove in runs as well. Um, so the Mariners ended up winning that game 5-4. to four. Uh, Lednis Diaz uh, drove in a couple of runs. Alex Bregman continued to have a very good series as well. Um, but, uh, you know, the Mariners, uh, they end up losing three out of four in this series against the Astros. So a um, little bit of a, a disappointing series. Um, but, uh, you know, we knew that this was going to be a difficult road trip coming in. Um, and, uh, you know, my main focus for the Mariners right now is to stay healthy, um, you know, get through uh, this series against the Yankees, um, you know, healthy. That's going to be a tough series as well. Game one is already in the books. Uh, but we'll talk about this Mariner Yankees series on the next uh, podcast episode. Um, but, um, you know, this Yankees line up really good. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to be tough. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Aaron Judge is on a tear. He now has 43 home runs on the season. Um, and, uh, you know, Yankees just recently added Andrew Benatendi uh, in a trade with the Royals. Uh, so that's a good move as well um and uh you know it's going to be an interesting series um you know Yankees have really good pitching um and uh really good offense so Mariners are going to have their work cut out for them in this three game series um so we'll see what happens hopefully they could salvage uh the remaining two games in this series and win this series uh but we'll see what happens so that's my thoughts on Mariners baseball uh, really quickly, a um, couple of uh, trade uh, deadline moves uh, to go over. Trey Mancini uh, traded from the Orioles to the Astros. This was a little bit surprising. Um, I thought that uh, you know Trey Mancini was going to be the face of the Orioles uh, for a long time. Um, and with the Orioles still in this wild card race, I was a little bit surprised uh, by this move. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they made this move. They also traded away their closer uh, to the Minnesota Twins, Jorge Lopez. Uh, they traded him as well. Um, so Orioles, it looks like they are um, focusing more on next season. Um, so, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, also, Juan Soto officially traded to the San Diego Padres. Uh, Padres get a lot of good players in return or um you know, uh, Nationals, excuse me, they get a lot of good players in return uh, for Juan Soto. Um, they do get Eric Hosmer. Uh, they get C.J. Abrams, a really good shortstop. Uh, they also get Mackenzie Gore, a really good starting pitcher as well. Um, and uh, uh, they get um, Eric Hosmer as well. So um, I'm pretty sure there were other prospects included in that trade as well. But um you know, good move on both sides. Uh, you know, that um, Padres lineup is stacked. And, um, you know, once Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. comes back as well, that lineup is going to be ridiculous. So, um, you know, those are uh, the biggest trades. Uh, there were some other trades that went down as well. Uh, but those were uh, some of the biggest ones. Uh, Frankie Montas um, traded to the Yankees. Um, so that's going to be another good addition to the Yankees starting rotation as well. Um, 
So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. A uh, few hours left before the trade deadline. Um, so, you know, keep your eye on things. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully the Mariners uh, could add another bat to their lineup. That could really be helpful right now. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Mariners still in that second wild card position. So, um, you know, hopefully we could uh, play well, bounce back after a rough series against the Astros. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So uh, that's my thoughts on uh, everything uh, for today. just want to leave you guys uh, with a quick Bible verse before I go. Um, from the book of Matthew, and it says, uh, this is uh, Jesus um, speaking, and he says, Come to me, all those who are weary, and I will give you rest. Um, you know, this is an incredible reminder that, you know, when life gets hard, um, you know, when we feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders, we can always run to Jesus. We can always pray and, and um, you know, ask Jesus uh, to, to take our burdens. Um, you know, you think about what Jesus has done for us. Uh, Jesus um, carried the weight of, of the world on that cross. He carried uh, the weight of all of the sins of humanity on that cross. Um, and, uh, you know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Three days later, God raised him from the dead so that all who call on the name of the Lord, so that all who call on the name of Jesus will be saved. Um, so, you know, um, our problems are never too big or too small for Jesus. Um, Jesus cares about you. Jesus loves you. Uh, he died and was raised from the dead um, because he loves you and he wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven. Um, so if you accept Jesus Christ in your heart and in your life, um, you know, you will spend eternity with him uh, one day in heaven. So I just want to leave you guys with that. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. See you next time. Go Mariners and go Hawks. And always remember, God is love and God is good all the time. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time.